Hello, I'm Natalie Goldberg, and welcome to Education from an Equal. I'm so excited to bring you guys the unscripted, uncensored content I'm sure you've all been waiting for. Thank you for all the support over the years, and I can't wait to show you what Education from an Equal Bold has in store. So today I have the boys with me, and we're going to be talking about birth and other aspects of life that have often been seen as female only, so periods, female puberty, the birth process, all of that kind of stuff. I had the idea for this episode when I was talking to my boyfriend about episiotomies, which is where a cut is made from the vaginal opening to the butthole during birth. And he had no idea that that was something that happened and that that was a part of the birth process. So I decided that this would be a really funny episode for me to film where I just thought of different things that happened for the birth process and during periods and all different kind of stuff like that and just ask my male friends about it so you guys can see what they've learned from the subpar American health education system or the internet. And I think it's gonna be a really good time so they can introduce themselves. Um, maybe you can say what grade you're in, your name, and your experience with health, like, if you have anything special to say. All right, I guess I'll go first. Hi, my name is Ree. I'm a junior at Westview High School, and I have a very limited experience and a severe lack of education with health. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Mete Bukarjola, and I'm gonna be a senior next year. Um, the only experience with the American health curriculum I have is from online school and, like, two weeks of in-person classes before COVID for like my second required semester of health. Uh, so I'd say I don't know too much. <laughs> All right, hello, my name is Roshan Sunder. I am a graduated senior from Westview High School. And um, in terms of my experience with health education, I think I'm just about as educated as uh, a guy can be after going through <laughs> public education and having all of, I think, two classes to teach me throughout high school. And, you know, I think with with, with subpar curriculum throughout the way, so I don't really find myself or, or consider myself to be an expert in it. <laughs> Wonderful. So the format of this is going to be that I'm going to be asking them questions about all of the different subject matter and all of them are going to have to kind of work together to come up with an answer and discuss the information that they know about the different subjects and if they don't know about it I'm going to help educate them. I prepared a PowerPoint um, and I'm going to link that in the show description so you can see what the boys are reacting to. So we're going to start off easy. The first question is, describe what you think a C-section is. You want to take this one, Reed? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, wait, let, let's talk about this. Well, I mean, I, I know, like, parts of it, right? I, so I was, I was delivered through a C-section. So essentially, um, the, instead of opting to do a normal, or like, I guess, a typical delivery, where it's uh, passed through the vagina... Um, the, the, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, OBGYN, uh, opts to, uh, cut open the abdomen region, remove the baby, cut the umbilical cord. Um, and, but that's really all I, I know about it. I'm, uh, Do you know, know any, any more details about the process? That's, that's pretty much all I know. I've heard, um, I remember like my middle school PE teacher for some reason was like talking <laughs> about her C-section um, and she described that like 
she like couldn't do a normal delivery so she had to opt for a c-section and um she said it was really painful and i'm sure getting your <laughs> stomach cut open get, getting her... your stomach cut open does seem pretty painful um but yeah beyond what roshan said that's just like knife through the stomach that's all i know yeah, I know just about as much as what Mete said, if not less. All I know is that when it comes to complications during childbirth, it, they perform like an emergency C-section. Mm-hmm. And it's usually always like, I would, I guess, less than ideal I, from like what I'd know. But yeah, that's about all I know about it. Okay. I mean, you guys pretty much got it. I think maybe you guys knew about it, maybe because Roshan was a C-section born baby, but... Which, by the way, Ritesh said was less than ideal. (laughs) 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 One of the very important things, though, that you forgot is what happens between the cutting of the abdomen and removing the baby, which is that all of your internal organs that cover up your uterus need to be removed from your body and put in a bowl on the side. Wait, what? So your intestines, uh, as you can see in the PowerPoint, um, there's a whisper confession that I found on the internet of a husband (laughs) describing his experience watching his wife's intestines and other internal organs getting removed, completely removed from her body, put on the table, and then the uterus is like cut and the baby is removed and the umbilical cord is cut. So you guys got that part, but um, yeah. And then I have a video to show you guys that I want you to react to um, that I found on at Empowered Birth Project on Instagram, which is one of my favorite accounts. So definitely go follow them, but yeah. Why? Wow. Whoa. So what? What's what's covering it? Is that like, it's a, like a water balloon? <laughs> it's the <laughs> amniotic. It's the amniotic sac. Oh, whoa! Yeah, good job. Isn't that crazy? That's, wow. wow. The awesome. video that I just showed them will be linked in the show description. So if you want to see it, you can go look at that. Um, that was pretty good. That was a good, easy warm-up question. Um, oh the next one easy. is, what is the placenta? <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with all I know about the placenta. <laughs> um, I know that after childbirth, some women like to eat it and um, like they like to blend it up in smoothies, make it powder. They have that option. And uh, I know that Natalie, you in particular, are yes, interested I'm in really interested uh, in placenta, placenta. <laughs> gourmet placenta. <laughs> um, but like, you know, when it's inside the body, I don't I don't know what its function is. So. The only thing, the only time I've seen a placenta was when I was watching a National Geographic documentary, and it was a giraffe. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was giving birth to a baby giraffe, and I assume that it's a similar process because mammals, right? Um, it was giving birth to a baby giraffe, and out with it came the placenta. Uh, again, I'm not sure what the function is. Uh, I know that they make for some pretty good pills for women after they give birth. Um, I just know that it, co- it comes out with the baby. 
maybe. I'm maybe maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I think maybe not. I think question so. mark right Honestly, <laughs> I I don't know more than Giraffe Birth, so that I've seen. <laughs> I'm impressed you know about Giraffe Birth, though. I watched some pretty good documentaries when I was. <laughs> Those will not be linked in the show description. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you got that women like to eat it, but that's a question that's coming up later. So, a placenta. It is inside the uterus during the baby's growth, but it's attached to the lining of the uterus, and the function is that it keeps the baby's blood supply separate from the mother's blood supply, and it can provide a link between the two in terms of nutrients and oh. that kind of Ooh, stuff. Oh, that's so interesting. That's cool. So that's what the placenta does. Um, but another question is what happens if the placenta doesn't come out on its own? Because yes, like the giraffe, it can come out when the woman gives birth and she can have like the second birth of the placenta mm-hmm. where she has to push it out, but sometimes it doesn't come out. So do you know what has to happen then? I'd imagine it would probably have to be like surgically removed. Yeah, is it, is it removed? Well, not exactly. <laughs> um. What happens is that the oh, no. doctor needs to stick their hand inside of the cervical canal and they have to press down really hard on the stomach as they pull the placenta out of the woman or the person giving birth non-gendered terms (laughs) and yeah it seems awful and just imagine after you birthed a baby out of you, a hand <laughs> slapping you down and pulling out your placenta. Oh because God. if you don't get it all out, like there can be some crazy health consequences and you can get really sick. So it's crucial that all of the placenta comes out. Wait, why do you get So the placenta could like stay in you for like nine months. But yeah, why but... does it like mess you up after that? Because there's a baby. I think it has something to do with the fact that the baby's not in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know why it makes you sick, but I can look it up right now. Well, my question is, why would it have to be done, like, physically? Like, why does a doctor have to, like, put in their hand and, like, You're gonna, like push down? You can't, well, like, I mean... emotionally get the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what? No, I mean, why that procedure over something else? Well, what else... Yeah, what do you suggest like shoving a vacuum in there (laughs) and just like sucking it out? I mean, mean, if that's preferable and it causes less pain than maybe, (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's because it's because the uterus needs to go back to its like normal size after being so expanded, and if the placenta's in there, then it won't be able to do that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you guys talked about this already, but do women eat their placentas? I guess that was a question, but you guys all know the answers. Gourmet cuisine. Um, that's what a placenta looks like. Oh, oh wow. And oh, so wow. the next question is, what are all of the different kinds of ways that women can eat their placenta, or some of them at least? Okay. Well. Well, we already named well, we named pills. a few. Right? I said I said pills. You said mm-hmm. smoothies. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. How else would you Can, you, can you make, it? like, a salad dressing with it? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you could make anything. So I guess just, like, maybe name some more common ones. Um, I have, I a, I have a few recipes. Like I, I'd imagine it would be ingested, like, as, like, a liquid. 
smoothie. <laughs> well, like you know, like the, around the smoothie route, like you know, like that. I feel like I don't. I don't think you're eating raw placenta. I think that's like. I mean, fried placenta. <laughs> no, as in, as in, like not processed, just straight up, like. Well, I mean, maybe honestly, I don't know, but like, I, I, I think like. I guess it would probably be associated with some sort of liquid. Well, Most of the time is what I'm, I'm assuming. I've, myself so. and my lovely assistant, Kayla, helped compile a list. What? Okay. Chili? So the wow. first one we have is placenta chili. That's so cool. Which is just your normal kind of chili, but instead of meat or anything like that, or I guess in addition to meat, you can use a half pound of placenta. Um, another wow. option, which you guys said, was placenta smoothie, which is really good. Sounds delicious. Mm. Another one is placenta truffles, <laughs> oh, wow. which is okay. really interesting. Um, like, like, you could use your placenta and make it into chocolates, which like, is cool. Like Linden's and like the Lind chocolates? Yeah. Oh, and oh, uh, I saved the best for last, the one I thought you guys would like the most, which is <laughs> placenta lasagna. Of course. <laughs> of course. We need we need Slacks like a Garfield episode. Placenta lasagna. Wow. Okay. Wait, well, so I love how in like almost all of these is like at least a pound of ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> is this like recommended or is it just like something that like you can do? You can do it. There's a lot of debate in the birth community about it. I mean myself i am a huge placenta eating advocate obviously i mean i've never given birth so i don't really know but i plan on eating my placenta because i've heard that it gives a lot of nutrients to the mother and helps her especially with postpartum depression and combating that um and it can also helps it also helps um level your hormones after giving birth and it can raise your quality of breast milk um some some women and some scientists and doctors say that it can cause issues um like you can get infections or you can get sick from it but i mean 70% of women according to this study that i'll definitely link in the show description said that they felt better after eating their placenta is is eating the placenta something that has been like stigmatized for a while or is that something that's always been a thing that I mean kind of it's it's it happens more with like natural births now it's it's more popular now because there's doulas mm. and stuff that's not as like a sterile medical birth um mm. and I don't know it's it's kind of like I feel like it's kind of stigmatized as like a hippie thing or like a weird thing to okay, do but gotcha. I don't know what the like cultural significance of eating placenta in like other cultures besides American is um okay so moving on to what happens after you give birth what happens the first time you have to poop after giving birth? What? Well, oh. the fact that this is being asked, I feel like it's like... I, it's going to be an abnormal it's poop. Not, it's not going to be like, I just got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Let me just go off on the no, toilet no, real I quick. Think, I feel like a bunch of like excess comes out from the birth. <laughs> I don't know what exactly on like this excess. <laughs> like excess poop or like excess like no, no. material well, not material ex- it's a material right that like, makes more sense than excess out of well because don't the women... uterus is not connected to the place okay, that poop well, comes right. out is it, it, I'd imagine there's probably like a lot of pain like are Those we talking are... like 
how many days after birth, like, are we talking? Like, just like, well, how often do you poop? Yeah, <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. it be like one day after yeah, you give birth? Yeah. Was there blood? A lot of blood. I mean, there can be. Okay. A lot of what happens is a lot of women. Oftentimes they have to have stitches if their vagina rips at all um, during the birth. And so if you poop, you can accidentally pop a stitch, which would definitely cause a lot of blood. But even if you don't have to get stitches, your whole vaginal area and that whole area is very sensitive. And also your intestines aren't where they were before. So your doctor has to give you stool softeners to make sure that you don't have to squeeze too hard and pop stitch or hurt that area. But the part that seemed the worst for me was that you can't even wipe because it's too sensitive. So you're only, and and also a bidet, like the stream of a bidet is much too hard. So you have to use like a spray bottle. What? What? Like a Kleenex? Yeah, like literally like Windex. Oh my God. Isn't that... Horrible. And still, I'm really excited to give birth. I, I ought to go give my mom a hug or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another thing that's awful when you give birth is what is uterine prolapse? Well, I, I know, I know, I've heard of like, uh, like, like an anus prolapsing, which is like when it like, it doesn't like, it like comes out a little bit, right? So I'd assume it's like an equivalent thing for the uterus, like it comes out of the vagina a little bit. Yeah, right? that was like really a good. Turtle head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Power of deduction. Wow, that was really good. That's exactly um, what it is. It's when the uterus slips down. Uh, here's a diagram of it if oh you want to see. God. <laughs> oh my god. It's when the uterus slips oh. down and out because it's weakened from having to hold a baby for that long. Um, okay. Wait, so what happens at, does it just, like, I mean, suck itself back in? I, there's no I'm sure that there's, yeah, I'm sure that you have to, you can talk. Oh, okay. What they do after is they put this thing, they give you this, the doctors give you this thing, and you have to shove it up your vagina, and it's, like, shaped like a donut, and it's supposed to hold your uterus up, oh. and it's kind of like, I think it's called, like, a pistol or something like mm. that. That sounds familiar. Um. But you have to shove it up there, and then the basic, the ring is meant to support your intestines and uterus. Oh, man. Wow. Thank you, Kayla. Um, wow. Another thing, what is a mucus plug? We're backtracking a little. This is, this is pre, pre pre-birth now, but. A mucus plug? Yeah. Okay, well. This one really stumps me. It sounds like exactly what I think it is, but I'm like 100% sure it's wrong. Well, I mean, what do you think it is? Yeah. Mucus is mucus, wherever it is. <laughs> what? Mucus is mucus. Whoa, 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 wait 2020. Wait a second. Can we quote you on that? Yes. Yeah. Mucus is mucus. I can tell you, it's, it's, well, it, think about mucus in your nose. Like when you, ha- when you have a cold or something, it gets... Stuffed up and it plugs your nose. It's like that, except your cervix is secreting mucus. And this is a picture of what it looks like. What? Oh my god! And that that mucus that your cervix secretes keeps the amniotic sac and the uterus and all of that kind of area 
nice and moist and protected. So, so you so need it. Is that typical? Like yeah, that, that happens. To, that happens during every pregnancy. Okay. Okay. And so it keeps it keeps everything nice and tight up in there, and it comes out when usually when the water breaks or a little bit before, um, and then that is the result of what that looks like. Um, oh, this is, this is one of the last two questions about birth. What is vernix? I have no, no idea. idea. What? Vernix? Vernix? So have you seen, like, on TV when a baby is born and they're covered in, like, what looks like cottage cheese? It's very, like, dramatized and gross. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Babies are covered in vernix, which is that that's a picture of vernix. Mm-hmm. Um, when they come out, like they're not just cute little cute babies they're covered in vernix which is oh yeah a lipid rich substance that it covers the baby in the womb during the third trimester of pregnancy um, and it's produced by their sebaceous glands and it looks like cottage cheese and they have to clean it off the baby before they like give it to you I think is it like dry? Because no, it looks like, dry, but I'd imagine it's that it's like, slippery. Yeah. I think it's I think it's like wet. I think I mean the fluid. It's it's a liquid. It's just like kind of a like chunky liquid. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking so more about chunky liquids <laughs> later in this podcast. Oh dear. So it's like helpful for the baby when they're inside their mother? Yeah, I mean honestly, I don't really know why it happens. Um but I'm going Wait, to Wait, also, does the baby produce it? Yeah, the baby produces oh, okay. it. It's from the baby's, um, like, sebaceous glands. Right, yeah. So the baby can slip out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely that smooth. It facilitates extrauterine adaptation of skin. So it helps the baby's skin move from being completely in the water. Well, not really water, but, like, moisture right. all the time to being not in moisture all the time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so I thought I'd give you guys a little break and do a fun one, which is what can you not eat when you're pregnant? Well, you can't drink alcohol, right? Yeah. Yeah, because like there's fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, guys. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) That's that's Um, the thing. I know I know some women don't like take pain medication. That's just my mom. That's just that's just Carrie being, no, no, being no. a little I th- crazy. I, I, I thought that was like like people who like want like really natural births, like they don't take I mean maybe. I'm not, that's I'm not, not a food though. Again, I could be Isn't that mainly just based off of like personal discretion though? Well it, yeah. it, it all I mean obviously right? there are some people who just like can't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, but I, that's that's not like a regulated thing, okay. but the the list of foods that a lot of people follow is obviously you're not supposed to drink alcohol. You're also not supposed to eat fish that are high in mercury or mm. undercooked oh, yeah. or raw fish. So no sushi. Um, you're also not supposed to eat undercooked meat or processed mm. meat. Processed. And you're not supposed to eat raw eggs. You're also not supposed to eat organ meat. Um, you're not really supposed to drink caffeine either, oh gosh. and you can't eat raw sprouts, and you raw can't sprouts. eat unwashed produce. Like, sprouts, yeah. like, have you had, like, yeah. a sandwich with sprouts on yeah. it? Yeah. You can't eat unwashed, or I guess raw sprouts, and you can't eat unwashed produce. So a lot of those seem to be, like, stuff that, where it's, like, raw, you could get, like, salmonella poisoning. Oh. So mm-hmm. I feel like it would be, like, exacerbated if you're it's, pregnant. I mean, is, is, that, is that just something where it's, like, because the baby is relying on the nutrients that you get from the from the mother or 
I guess, gender neutral terms, father or, you know. Yeah. Um, is, is, is that, is that why it is? Because like mercury can. Yeah. I think like it's, it's more like the foods that are, that have like more dangerous possibilities. Okay. okay. You guys actually did pretty good. Um, that was all for the birth section, but now we're moving on to the period related section slash like general female puberty. Um, I know that Roshan is a big period positivity okay. advocate, so he might know a lot about this stuff. But okay, well, let me preface by saying <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that like I know a lot. It's just like I, I, I would like I advocate for people learning about it, like you know, and I and I try to learn about it, but I'm by no means like that knowledgeable, like or as like as knowledgeable. So, so. humble. Okay, this section is gonna have a few true or false questions, also. Um, so keep that in mind, but we're going to start off with, does anything come out of your vagina when you're not on your period or is she just chilling? Discharge, right? Yeah. I feel like when that's the vagina... false, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, that it... one's not a true or false question. It's just oh, like yeah. a question. <laughs> no, I said so some of them are. It's like, uh, self, it's like, like your vagina, like cleans itself sometimes, right? So wow. That was the next question, which is true or false. Does the vagina clean itself? Yeah. Good job, Roshan. Um, okay, next question. Can girls pee with a tampon in? Oh, I actually don't know this one. I don't know this one. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> whew. See, this is so... I really I thought you were going like to get this one. I re- yeah. I, I feel, feel like it's... Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's possible. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it would be like bad to do yeah i feel like it's possible but it would not be ideal in any way what what about it would make it not ideal well the 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 urinary tract is not (laughs) isn't it like covered by the tampon yeah Yeah, it's blocked by the tampon so if it's it's blocked and then the urinary tract Pull up a, Kayla, my lovely assistant, please pull up a picture of what the vagina looks like. You, you know the kind of diagram yeah. that I'm hoping for. Well, oh, you guys failed miserably. I'm really sorry. I'm surprised, like completely surprised because I thought that this one was actually one of like the easier ones that I curated, mm-hmm. but the, the place where you put a tampon in is not the same place that pee comes out of. Is it not, is the, is, so the urinary tract is not at all obstructed? It's not, it. it's not at all wow. within the vagina. Um, here's a diagram that oh Kayla pulled up so you guys can look at it, but the urethra uh-huh. is above the vagina right. and then the vagina is right here. And so the oh. tampon goes in here and the, oh. the pee comes out right here. The next question is true or false? Girls sync up periods with their friends. Wait a second. False. That... I feel like it has to be false because isn't like isn't the period cycle something like natural that you like don't have control over unless you're unless you're on birth control I mean in which case becomes more regular but you can't I did can you control you can't control it right see you can't like decide when you it's like a preconception that I have well I feel like this is not something that like it's very subjective but I do feel like it is something that could occur I know, I know girls, I know girls share their, like on, uh, what's the app? I, Clue. Clue. I know they share their cycles with their friends, but you can't, 
See, they're like they're looking funny. Um, I think yeah. I like, I've never heard of sinking up. Like I have never heard of anyone syncing up their periods with each other. You're kind of right and kind of wrong at the same time because it's okay. heavily debated. But I would say that it's true. And the theory behind that is that women's like hormones and pheromones interact with each other when they spend a lot of time together. So I mean, it's not just their friends, it's their like extremely close friends that they spend a lot of time with. Or in, in the case of like family members, if you live in the same house, periods can sync up that way because they're um, like hormones really? can Wait, so they interact. Can, so it's like, yeah, it's like they sync it up by Cycle sisters. That is, wow. that is yeah. so interesting. Yeah, I think it's really cool, but there's there's been some debate on both sides. So a, a recent study by Clue, which is funny because that's the app that you mentioned, said that it's not actually true, but a study by Harvard in the 80s, I believe, said, like, found that it was actually accurate and true. That's so interesting. So it's definitely heavily debated, but honestly, in my personal experience, I've found that it's true. Me too. Yeah. Okay, next question. Girls can hold in their period blood. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to be very cautious here. Yeah, no. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to cautiously make this analogy. So, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. So, like, anybody can hold in their urine for a certain amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, eventually, it's going to come out. Yeah. So, I feel like it might be the same thing with period blood. Yeah, I feel like it's something that probably can't be, like, fully... You know, like, I feel like it'll still, it's an inevitable. Right, no, I feel like, like, to a very, like, if I had to guess, to, like, a very small extent. Oh, but, like, after a certain, I guess after a certain point, then, like, because yeah. you hear, because, like, you know. Like, your body it, needs it to happen. Like, because you hear a lot of stories, like, of, like, you know, of, uh, you know, girls when they, like, get out of, like, the baths or something, and very quickly, they, uh, there's blood on their, on their towel. No, really. <laughs> I, no, it's like there was a there's Grey's Anatomy. No, but I, I, but I assume that's like because that can only if that happens or if that can't happen, it can only be to a certain extent. I think the answer is no, false. Girls cannot hold in their period blood. I mean, you can like clench your vagina muscles for like a second mm. to like hold it in, but you can't do anything. Like it's not like holding in your pee. Like it's not the muscles aren't as like actively made for like holding it in as right. i feel like your like urinary tract muscles are right. so that one is false um okay can girls vacuum out their period blood so that their period is over faster no i feel like it can be done but it's it's heavily like no not it's oh definitely God. not recommended is it that, like that sounds dangerous i've heard like the worst thing to do is put a vacuum in your vagina it's like the worst thing that you can like really mess your Wait, stuff so up. Wait, so it can be done. It's just like not clinically recommended. Obviously. Yeah, no, it you will literally die if yeah, you do it. Like I've heard it's you really bad. I I read an article about this like a long time ago and I thought it was like the craziest thing ever, but you I mean people have done it cuz they don't want to have their period. I mean, first of all, just get an IUD or like get on birth control if you don't want to have your period. Do not put a vacuum in your vagina and vacuum it out because your entire uterine lining is going to come out and that's a lot of blood loss. And you're, you can 
it can lead to uterine prolapse, like we talked about earlier. Like, all of these horrible things can happen to your body. Like, do not do it. So, yeah, you will die if you do that. Or, at the very least, have to go to the hospital. Isn't that awful? The idea of doing that is horrifying. Okay, last true or false question. True or false, if a girl misses her period, she can begin growing facial hair. What? That doesn't seem... If that's real... Okay, I'll say that. If that is a real thing, I'm going to be very surprised. Like, I'll be... Well, I feel like... flabbergasted, one might even say. (laughs) No way. I I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real. Yeah, no, there's yeah, no. Yeah, no. Kayla okay. and I just made that up to like, oh, thank God. <laughs> just, like mess with you and see if you'd answer yes. But no, that is absolutely not real. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on past the true or false questions. Can you get your period when you're pregnant? Doesn't it when doesn't it like take more than one like sometimes doesn't it take more than one cycle for you to miss your period when you get pregnant? Like when, like when, uh, right? I, I thought it was like, like it, you, you won't like immediately. Right. It's like you miss, miss your, your, I don't think, I, I don't, I didn't think that it was like you immediately miss your period. I thought you like have your period. Like, I don't know, like, like once. Maybe it's like it occurs in like early, like the early stages of pregnancy. Like I have no clue. Because I mean, I just heard that like pregnancy tests don't work like immediately. Like they won't tell you if you're like, if you're pregnant immediately after. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured I thought maybe it would be a similar thing as periods. Like it wouldn't you wouldn't miss your like first one right after. Maybe. I mean maybe, but some women in rare cases have their period the entire time that they're pregnant. Because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, like they can have like light periods or their first few periods just during their first trimester. That stuff can happen, but sometimes women have their period the entire time. And so that's how you get those situations on shows like I didn't know I was pregnant or mm-hmm. women not knowing they're pregnant until they're actually giving birth to the baby. Um, in, in very rare cases, you can. Mm-hmm. Can you have sex when you're pregnant? <laughs> the collective sigh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking. I feel like the answer is yes, but, but I feel like shouldn't. as like as you get into like the second and third trimester, it's probably not recommended, yeah. especially in like the later stages of pregnancy. Yeah. But I feel like yeah, I think it is. I, yeah, I'm gonna go out and let me say it. I think I'm pretty can. sure you can. Yes, you, but you, you, sh- you, but you probably, probably shouldn't can. later. Yeah, you can have sex when you're pregnant, mm. and I don't think there's any clear recommendations not to have sex i'm sure when it's like your due date you don't really want to have sex because you could risk like popping the amniotic fluid Mm -hmm. prematurely but there's really no like regulations about it i just think it's kind of funny okay so some more period related questions what comes out during your period is it just blood where's the blood coming from can anything else come out okay so i'm picking up on a clue that you gave earlier and i i hope it applies to this question when when you said we're going to be talking more about chunky fluids wow good job i'm i'm thinking some chunky fluids can come out mete picked up on the foreshadowing (laughs) wow where's the blood coming from do you guys know that i i don't want to guess 
because I feel like I don't I, even I, think I feel, I can. Because it's one of those, one of those things where like, I feel like no, the, the whole answer point, is like... No, the whole point is for you to guess. Like, the whole point of this podcast uh, is to show what you know. Okay, we'll cut that bit out, I guess. If you're going to break the fourth wall like that. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, I can tell you. But I won't isn't it, isn't it? Isn't it your, uh, like, the, 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 the lining uh, of your uterus yeah exactly is what changes like Mm -hmm. like, and that comes it's basically like every single month you're preparing what would be the placenta for the baby right but if there's no baby in there and you're not pregnant Uh then what would have become the placenta is like tearing off the walls and coming out so obviously it's like your intrauterine lining yeah yeah exactly good job so yeah that's that's where the chunky liquid can come in Mm -hmm. chunky fluid obviously there's blood it can be all different colors, ranging from brown to gray mm-hmm. to pink to red. Oh. Um, so that's really interesting. And obviously there's some chunks. So yeah, that's that's basically the answer to the question. Oh yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Kayla. Also blood clots. That's where a lot of the chunks come from, is that there are giant blood clots that mm. come out, which is gross. Interesting. Not gross. Beautiful it's and human yeah. and natural, but kind of gross. Okay, last question, also kind of on the gross spectrum, is how does having your period affect your bowel movements? Oh, it makes them so much more intense, right? Oh, <laughs> 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 she, she was immediately on it. I mean, that's that's like the, that's like the one thing that I've heard overwhelmingly. One, uh, going relieving yourself while on your period feels a lot better than usual <laughs> and two it's, it's a lot just wow. me complaining no, 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 and, and, and i thought it's also like, it's also like more intense like yeah, i like mean aggressive. that's like an interesting way to put it i guess right. <laughs> you're when you're on your period your hormone levels your estrogen and stuff is changing and that has a huge impact on your intestines mm-hmm. and your digestive system as a whole mm-hmm. those hormones specifically so it makes it like crazy so yes. you'll be have you'll be constipated one minute and right. the next minute you'll be running to the bathroom oh, wow. so it's just crazy that's crazy so that's why it it kind of sucks to be a woman or to be somebody who has a period not just women right that's that's the last question so if you guys have anything you want to add or anything you want to say how do you how do you best recommend like if I'm someone who wants to, like keep learning about like uh, uh, birth and like how childbirth works in in general like how should I go about it? Well, I mean, obviously your school is not going to teach you like your health education, at, at least at public schools, mm-hmm. isn't going to go further than showing you that video of the woman giving birth. That's the same woman every time. I don't even know if you guys have seen it because no, I haven't. No. Coronavirus impacted the two juniors. Um, I didn't even see it like really? last year. Yeah, they didn't oh. well, yeah. There's like one birth video that they show, but obviously, since that's not going to give you the kind of help and information that you need, I would recommend looking up peer-led sex ed resources in your area. Um, if anybody's listening, still they can DM me or email me, and I can provide them with a list of peer-led sex ed groups in their area. Um, but I would also recommend looking online. Um, I'm going to compile a list of resources after this podcast that um, are tailored towards 
non-female people looking to understand the female reproductive system. So yeah, definitely look out for that. Just to recap and go back over everything that we were talking about, I kind of want you guys to tell me what the most interesting or what you think the most important thing that you learned or how your perspective changed from going over all of this. I thought one of the most interesting things was about C-sections, especially how difficult it can be on parents, as well as like post-childbirth, how difficult it is for parents to deal with like even going to the bathroom. So I think like it's given me an entirely new light about how difficult it is. Like I always hear stories from my mom and she's just like, yeah, you were a pain. And, like <laughs> I got that. Uh, I understood that like I am being physically pushed out of her body, but I never really understood for other parents who have to go through C-sections or other operative Like procedures. Roshan's mom. How, yeah. His wonderful how much, mother that yeah. I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never understood how difficult it could be. And it really gives me like a lot more respect parents wow i feel like the one thing that i have learned a lot from this is like how much periods actually affect people because like i have a younger sister and like my mom like talked to me about how like periods change hormone levels and how it changes like behavior but like i i guess i never really understood how impactful that was until hearing like all the ways that it manifests itself like more aggressive bowel <laughs> movements and, the, like, chunky the chunky fluid we, like we talked about yeah i'm sure she's gonna be thrilled to hear that but we didn't even like we didn't even go over the half of it because I, I wanted this to be more focused on like birth and stuff just because that's how i got the inspiration for this but there is so much more we could talk about like cramps and headaches types of like period products yeah different types of period products and how that can be interesting like there's so much more yeah your turn for yeah. the thing so i think that the thing that was uh most surprising was i guess like like you know because you as a, as a guy you always hear like you know childbirth like kind of what research said it is hard but the thing that surprised me the most i guess was like how many different parts of it are seeming to be like so uncomfortable and painful like all like you know like what if your placenta doesn't come out during childbirth or like all like you can't eat all of these things i didn't even know like you can eat half of those things and it just like reminds me of like i feel like you know between childbirth and things that you have to take care of when you're like on your period like guys you know myself included take a lot a lot for granted right and you know it and, it, and the thing is a lot of guys i feel like it's very easy to just like go through life and not know about it because like in like especially in like asian american communities we like don't talk like i like my mom was so hesitant to talk to me about like period stuff like still to this day she's like a little bit hesitant um just about because it's like you know i guess a generational taboo or whatever when it really shouldn't be um and so i don't know i think it was it was really interesting learning and um kind of seeing how uh how tough it is and it gave me kind of a a, a new perspective on, on the kind of difficulties that uh, uh, that people have to go through when they go through childbirth and just in general so it made me feel very grateful and lucky thank you to my friends for participating in this episode and thank you all so much for listening 
The next episode will be released in two weeks, on Saturday, August 15th. To see what we'll be discussing, check out the website, www.educationfromanequal.com, and be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram, at educationfromanequalpodcast. See you next time on Education from an Equal.